Hey, what's going on, guys? What's going on? I hope you guys are having a wonderful day. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins, and today we're going to talk about Dave Chappelle. It turns out that Dave Chappelle has pissed off a lot of people. He is actually causing a boycott of SNL. Some of the writers have threatened to boycott because they are so pissed off that Dave Chappelle is uh, is is hosting the show. And I'm going to bring in some guests in a couple of minutes after I get finished doing uh, doing some uh, early stuff in the conversation. So uh, we're going to have a guest on at 10 p.m. Eastern as well. So get comfortable, buck up seatbelt. We're going to get started on drboystv.com right now. Here we are, clan the isms, cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now family, we the ones who got to delegate. Get that money in the power, never be fake. Stick to co-sign for three. What did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own. Educate the same and buy back your home. Got three degrees, triple ten. Three PhDs, now we on the CNN. DBTV, let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is bliss, but we can turn into intelligence. Please, none of what you hear, half of what you see. Let's break it down beyond Dr. Boyce TV. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to DrBoyceTV.com, the home for intelligent black people. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins, and uh, I want to say hello to everybody on this wonderful Saturday night. Uh, if it is, uh, if it uh, if you're watching this live, you know that it is Saturday night, and uh, we are up because we're always on our job. Uh, how many of you, give me a yes or no in the chat. Give me a yes or no as you put your city in the chat, because uh, I see you, Paris, from Denver. Uh, let me know, how many of you heard about Dave Chappelle uh, supposedly hosting SNL soon? And heard that uh, because they don't like Chappelle, some of the writers have actually threatened to boycott, uh, largely because of comments that Chappelle made during his Netflix special. Give me a yes or no if you heard about that. Uh, also, as you shout your cities out, I'll shout them back. I see Aisha from D.C. and uh, KB from Dallas. Uh, my name is Corey from Baltimore. F off from Durham, North Carolina. Uh, okay, Katie Michelle says yes. Uh, hey, Layla, how are you? Hey, Denise Love, how are you? Out of Charlotte, and I see uh, New Jersey. Good to see you. Okay, well, just so you guys know, uh, you know, the last All Black National Convention was hosted in Charlotte, and we're going to host the next one in Atlanta. We haven't picked a specific spot in Atlanta, but but we will be hosting it in Atlanta. That's where we actually started the first convention. So if you actually want to get early bird tickets for half off for next year, we are actually going to sell out. We're, we are selling out very quickly. So if you'd like to get your uh, convention tickets now before they disappear, uh, go to allblacknationalconvention.com. If you buy them a year in advance, you get a discount. Once we're done selling them, we are done. We are capping it off. Uh, we only want 500 people. I do not want thousands of people coming to the All Black National Convention. Last year, you saw this past year, you saw the, the footage and the video. You saw it was completely packed. Uh, but also uh, next year, we're going to have more people that want to come. But we decided as a team that we don't want to have a gigantic, massive convention. We want to maintain that family atmosphere. So uh, feel free to go to allblacknationalconvention.com. So before I bring in my guest, uh, uh, Zakia said. Zakia Sankar Jabbar, uh, I wanted to talk to you guys about this thing with Dave Chappelle and just give you my two cents on it. I don't want to overtalk my guests, so I, I want to make sure I get this out real quick. Uh, first of all, let me ask you this. How many of y'all think that this boycott, this SNL boycott of Dave Chappelle by, the, by certain writers, apparently, is a bunch of BS? How many of y'all give me a yes or no if you think it's a bunch of BS? I'm in that category. I'm not going to lie. I think it's kind of silly. Um, I don't quite understand it, but I, I do. I, I can see some dynamics happening here. Uh, and uh, so give me a yes or no if you think it's a bunch of BS. Second question I want to ask you all is, um, have y'all noticed that it seems like it's hunting season for black men lately? Like particularly black men, say, over the age of 40 who are not gay, who are just, you know, exercising the freedom of speech. Anybody knows that? Uh, first, you had uh, the whole thing with Kanye. 
Uh, then you had the whole thing with Kyrie, which was linked to Kanye. Then you have the elections where everybody wants to blame black men for the fact that the Democrats aren't, <laughs> aren't winning as many elections as they used to. And now you have Dave Chappelle, another straight black male uh, over the age of 40. I think he's over 50 now. Uh, and it's it's kind of like this interesting little theme. And, I, and I'm really linked into it because I'm in that same demographic as these guys. I know some of these guys. I never met Chappelle, but I know Willie D really well. Willie's good friends with Dave. And I know Kanye reasonably well, and he's good friends with Dave. So it's kind of like a circle, right, in terms of black men who uh, just think for themselves and kind of think in a different way. And, uh, and what's interesting is I've noticed the community has really getting be, has been getting behind these guys and putting pressure on others in the community who are on TV, you know, these Negroes, high, you know, black faces in high places, allegedly high places. Uh, maybe they're not necessarily physically high, but they might be high because they might have been smoking something before they started talking. Some of these ESPN Negroes been smoking. So they definitely black faces in high places. And uh, and, and the, the backlash has been swift. I want to congratulate you. And, and before I bring in Zaki, I want to congratulate all the black people. <clears throat> in fact, give ourselves a digital round of applause. I like, like seriously, I want to congratulate all of y'all for putting the heat on, on the buffoons. I mean, I'm serious. I want to congratulate all of us. All of us. I, I throw myself in that category because y'all been laying the fire on them. Y'all been like, has anybody noticed that? Don't get me wrong. You know, they they they, they you know they try to put the pressure on the black man, make him apologize and all that. And then you get Negroes jumping on, you know, like the slave plantation days. We're going to whoop them, boss. We're going to get them, boss. Shaquille O'Neal, Charles Barkley, all these other guys. Even Jalen Rose did some weird stuff. And then next thing you know, they're coming back. Some of these black people are coming back and either shifting their positions dramatically or they're apologizing to you. They're apologizing. You know why they're apologizing to you? Number one, because the new black media can't be stopped. Like we are, uh, you know, you, if I get, if I have a few hundred thousand of you following me and I know y'all are righteous and real, uh, Tariq Nasheed has a few hundred thousand people following him. He knows that, that, that those folks are righteous and real. Some, some of y'all follow both of us. Uh, you've got other platforms out here, whether it's Jason Black, Vicky, whoever it is, right? And the community is speaking and y'all are speaking from a position of power and authenticity. You got to understand this. See, this is the power of blackness that nobody talks about. Y'all are the trendsetters for the earth. You are. People follow you. People copy you. So when you take away that black card, it hurts. You know, Jalen Rose probably came out. I, I imagine he came out because he went to the family barbecue and they were looking at him cross-eyed like, Negro, what's wrong with you? Like, you embarrassing the family out here acting, acting like a damn fool. Shaquille O'Neal, Barkley, uh, Stephen A. Smith even came out and supported Kyrie Irving. And I doubt that would have happened without pressure from the community. So I'm going to congratulate you. I just want to congratulate you for speaking up being strong, going hard on social media. One of y'all is 10 of them. One of y'all is 10 of them. I promise you that. So I want you to keep on going. So let me bring in, uh, let me bring in Zakia. Uh, Zakia is the host of the show, uh, Real Talk with CSJ. Uh, how you doing, Zakia? How are you today? Hey, good evening, Dr. Boyce. I am good. How about yourself? I'm doing really good, really good. So, so good to see you. And, uh, you know, y'all saw Zakia Sankara Jabbar. Did I say that right? Yeah, you got me. <laughs> okay. I, and I don't know why. I, I'm so embarrassed that it's taken me like five years to say your name right. And I'm so it's sorry. It's, it's not really even good to be disrespectful. Yeah, no, I know. Of course I know that. No, it's phonetically, if you think about like phonics and how you sound out words, yeah, it's it's actually pretty phonetically easy. You know, like Yeah, I know. It, it should be hard. easy, right? I think I have a mental block or something. It's almost like when I... You know, when I learned like division, I just couldn't get it. I don't know why in school. It's just we're weird. But anyway, so Zakia Sankar Jabbar, she's the host of Real Talk with ZSJ. And uh, and, and so I, I had to get some of that out of my system. That's, that, that, so, I, so now I wanted to bring you in and, uh, and you're the boss of the show now. So 
Zakia, um, you, you saw this thing with Dave Chappelle and the boycott, correct? Yeah, I saw a little bit about it. Yeah, came out a couple of days ago, in fact. Yeah. Okay, so what what are your thoughts? What, what what's going on here? Uh, control. I mean, you know, there seems to be um, this incessant desire to completely subjugate and control uh, black folks in general, but black men uh, in particular, particularly black men, uh, higher profile black men. Um, you know, there's there's this idea that, you know, they should be controlled. They should not have their own minds. They should not, you know, speak out on whatever the issue is. Um, one of the things that I like, particularly about Dave Chappelle, is that he, um, you know, is just pushing back on politicizing, you know, the, the comedy uh, world. You know, I think back a lot and I'm like, ooh, I was like Richard Pryor would have never made it in this in this time and age. You know what I mean? Thinking about, you know, Baba Dick Gregory, who was obviously amazing and, you know, way more than just a comedian. But um, it's really been very, very disheartening to see. But I'm also very glad, too, like you pointed out, is that the masses of our people, right, they're not on board with everything that's happening, you know, publicly. I saw a great clip uh, from Dr. Julia Hare earlier. Shout out to uh, Dr. Nathan and Julia Hare. Um, Mama Julia passed a few years ago, but they were, you know, this black uh, academic power couple that written several books. And I remember she was a part of, I don't know if you remember boys, but Tavis Smiley used to host these State of the Black America series annually for several years. And um, I remember her pointing out there is a big difference between Black leaders and leading Blacks. Black leaders, she described, right, as the, the, the leaders that the community picks. Like, you know, the community chooses Dr. Boyce, you know, clearly is evidence in the All Black National Convention, which again, hats off to you. This was my first year and I'm grateful you invited me to be a speaker. Hopefully I can come back next year in Atlanta. I'd be glad to. But but she talked about, but then let's talk about the leading Blacks. The leading Blacks are the ones you just named who the media endorses as, okay, we're going to bring you to the front to speak on behalf of the Black community. Who does that? Like, what type of people think they have so much control that they're going to pick our leaders and pick mm. our enemies? It's ridiculous. Mm. Well, you know, I, I think that's a big deal. And I think that does say a lot, right, when you're talking about this idea, I, this this belief, this false belief that there are other people who feel they can pick black leaders. And right. I think people, there have been people that have always been hip to the game. But right. it really wasn't until the emergence of things like social media that oh, people were able to kind of combat the game. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and the, you know, the social media, social media has led to revolutions within the African-American community, just like it has all around the world, the Arab Absolutely. Spring and all that stuff. And and, um, you know, because because, you know, good ideas and free ideas can always defeat bogus ideas. That's you know, it's fight. pound for pound, straight up in a straight up fight. Um, you know, so the way they were able to win the fight in a biased fashion was they simply said, OK, we're we're, we're going to be the only ones talking. We're going to be the only ones that people get to hear. Right. And we're going to mute all the voices that disagree with us. And that's why I've told everybody in here that's watching. You got to scream at the top of your lungs, you know, right. take the time, uh, share this video, everybody, please do that. Like make that right. comment on your social media, you know, follow, hit that like button, follow the things you believe in because 
every time you do that. And support independent black voices like yours, right? To support Real Talk with ZSJ on YouTube. There's so many others as people have reframed it as the new black media. So we don't even have to depend on, right? Mainstream Mm -hmm. media anymore. We shouldn't, and we actually never should have. Right. Well, you know, and, and that's the thing. I think mainstream media got, it's funny. I wasn't as offended by mainstream media back when they at least tried to pretend to be objective. You right. know, I, they, now they oh, were never, they, they were probably never really truly objective, but right. my Lord, I mean, when I'm reading articles on CNN that sound like of, every article sounds like an opinion piece, mm-hmm. I, I never thought I'd see that. I always thought CNN was one of those places that would give you the facts. And then mm-hmm. it seemed like around 2015 or so, mm-hmm. they just kind of just said, okay, in order for us to get ratings, because it's always about the money, right? In the money, yep. ratings, we we got to go all the way to the left or whatever, like MSNBC. And mm-hmm. it just, media just got so messy, you know? And, yeah. and now, you know, I'll tell you though, I still- It's not even real journalism anymore. No, it's it not. It really isn't. It's not. Even when you look at, I was watching Gail King on CBS. And mm-hmm. I can't look at Gail King with a straight face because she's not a real journalist. She got the no. job because she's buddies with Oprah. She shows right. her bias left and right. Like when she did that whole Kobe Bryant thing. Um, <laughs> the man, the, anybody remember that? When, when yeah. Kobe, Kobe had just died. Like his body. Literally. Like, his body yeah. Was cold, yeah. yeah. And she's yeah. like, well, you know, he raped somebody. Like, yeah. like, what? Really? Right. The, and black, the black community went in on her. Yeah, they did. Yep. And that's another time where the new black media went went after the the buffoons. You know, I almost feel like it's a a new day. I'm actually kind of excited about that. What what do you think? Me too. No, I'm excited about the fact that, you know, people's consciousness um, continues to rise and people are pushing back on fear. Um, You know, we have been through one of, I believe, one of the greatest, you know, psychological operations in recent history, the last several years in terms of the the, the government like really being uh, forceful and unconstitutional with all these, you know, closing of businesses and forced lockdown, you know, all these different things, you know, that have impacted all of us, you know, globally. Um, and so I think that um, the masses, and this has always been true historically, the underclass, the people, you know, that need to be controlled have always been the source for great change for revolution. And so the only thing I can hope is that this continues. People continue to raise their voice and push back. And let's let's not leave our people who are courageous. Let's make sure we don't leave them out there alone. Let's make sure that we, we and we are, we are doing what we need to do, you know, to support. But I want to go back on the points that you made about the media. Um, I read a book several years ago by Noam Chomsky. Um, you know, mm-hmm. he's up at MIT yes. and uh, he yeah. co-authored it. Yeah, yeah, he co-authored it with another person. I'm losing that person's name right now, but I would encourage everybody to check out that book. It's called The Manufacturing of Consent. That's the role of the media uh, in this country. I believe there may be a YouTube documentary of the same title, um, that talks about certain things in the in the book, but I encourage people to actually read the book. The news is actually created, according to you know this is literally a tool of propaganda to control and manipulate and deceive the masses. Now, this is in a book by a very reputable scholar, right? So it's not a conspiracy theory. That's the other thing. Like I'm noticing now with the level of consciousness that's raising throughout the world, 
you know, it seems like the attack is, oh, they're all conspiracy theorists, <laughs> right? We mm -hmm. saw that the last uh, several years, just people questioning, just people like, I don't, this doesn't feel right in my intuition. Like, you know, just, just pushing back on a lot of the draconian uh, measures that I think we're going to see and continue to see. But yeah, the manufacturing consent has been out a very long time and people should actually read it. And I believe there's still a YouTube video of, of it that's like a documentary, but that book, that book shared it all. I mean, it's, it, yeah, yeah, that's, that's Dr. Noam Chomsky. Yeah, so, that's Noam Chomsky. He's at, he's at MIT now, right? He's at MIT. He's been at MIT from my point of view, uh, from my knowledge, I believe his entire career. Yeah, he's a um, smart guy. I like, I, like, I, like, I like his work a lot. Absolutely. So, you know, I like to just point people into the direction of things that I've read, things that informs the way that I think and believe, because the information is actually hiding in plain sight. <laughs> you just have mm. to know where to go get it. I agree with you. Well, everybody, I'm, I'm here with uh, Zakia Sankar Jabbar, uh, host of Real Talk with ZSJ. And we're talking about Dave Chappelle uh, and Dave Chappelle going on to SNL and how that's led to a boycott by a few writers, not the majority. The majority of the writers, it looks like, are sticking around. Also, right. <clears throat> also the majority of the actors, actually all the actors are, are still going to participate. So yeah, maybe this, this might be a manufacturing on the news. But everybody, do me a favor real quick. Hit that thumbs up button. Thumbs up, everybody, right now. Uh, do this for me and type B1 in the chat after you finish this because we talked about supported media. I don't need anything else other than uh, just some, a couple clicks on the keyboard. One, hit the thumbs up button. Two, make sure you subscribe. Three, hit the notification bell. The notification bell is really important because if you don't yeah. hit the notification bell, they will make sure that you are not notified when we go right. live on the platform. Uh, intelligent Black People Matter. Uh, we are building that voice for you as intelligent Black people. So uh, please do that. And uh, and also, if you could, even if you want to go further, share this link on your social media. We could really use that help. And I really want to ask you to consciously do that. So thank you so much for doing that. I appreciate it. So let me ask you about this, um, uh, Zakia. You know, you were talking about the, the news being manufactured. And so when I was reading this article on the Hill about uh, these, these, uh, these writers boycotting Dave Chappelle, I didn't see like a long list of writers. What they actually said in the article is that uh, they say, quote, the room was full of writers. They all pitched ideas and they seemed very excited about it. Mm -hmm. Dave was looking to have some fun, his rep said. So this is, now, this is from Dave's rep now, mind you. So uh, and also uh, Chappelle was at 30 Rock on Tuesday meeting with writers and producers and representatives. Uh, his representative told page six there was no evidence of a boycott. None of the actors boycotted. So do you think that this is just kind of the media sort of trying yeah. to walk this up and act like there's this massive outrage? Like, yeah. you know, what do you think? Clearly, I think that um, they create narratives. And the other piece is, is like the headline is also meant to manipulate and draw you in and, ooh, you know, just get people all caught up, you know, emotionally and, and things like that. But um you know, I think Dave Chappelle clearly has been um, an issue for them when he walked away from the 50 million after he figured out how horrific those contracts are. So in terms of like ye and other folks, like people have been talking about this for years, man. Like, they, I mean, I don't know if folks remember, but Dame Dash and that whole situation. I mean, just it's. I feel like a lot of people are really waking up and seeing like, wow, even these rich black people are subservient. Like they literally are a mental, you know, slave. They're not even in control literally of their own likeness. I remember Dave Chappelle talking about that, 
right? Um, mm. So I, I think that we have to continue to support uh, these strong voices within our community um, and make sure that they know that they have uh, community uh, support. Just like, you know, I saw somebody mention uh, Minister Louis Farrakhan, you know, that, that, that brother, that elder, loving the death, he has just sacrificed so much um, you know, personally on behalf of our people because he loves us so much. And I just, yeah, uh, hats off to the black men who remain consistent, the black men who got, do not allow money, right, to dictate their manhood. Let's just be real. You cannot mm. allow, allow that to happen. So, well, you know, money is a trap, right? Money Absolutely. is, um, money can, I mean, money can liberate you, but it can also make you a bigger slave. And you, you, and it can also make you a financial addict. Um, these are yes. these are all the fun terms that I, I come up with after thinking about money for so long. And the thing about it is, um, you can really think about money. Money is a, a type of power. It's a lot like yeah. a drug. Like so, a drug can um, heal you if you're sick, if it's right. the right drug. But it can also make you uh, addicted. And That's so, right. ultimately, you you know, when you look around and you see people, you see guys like a LeBron James, for example who's got a, he's a billionaire now. Yeah, and you're like, okay, well, well, you're a billionaire. So, so you, you know, you're kind of at a point where you could tell everybody to kiss your black ass if you want to, but, but you're not. Is because he a billionaire though? I feel like Minister Farrakhan pointed out a good point. Like, is he? Because if it's just on paper and how Minister Farrakhan decided like the leash that they have, like how does Kanye West go from a billionaire to a net worth of 400 million in two days? Let me. I have in special insight. I have special insight in that because I've spent a lot of hours on the phone with Kanye. Yeah, and, I heard and, you. And, I, and I, you know, and I talk. I talked to a couple of his people, and I'm not. I, I'm not going to divulge too much, but because sure. what, what I divulge here is not. It's not even something that's not available to. It's already not already available to the public, so I'm not violating his trust on this. But let me tell you, what what happens is <clears throat> when Forbes when Forbes declares somebody a millionaire. Um, in many cases, then you have two types of millionaires you or, or billionaires. <clears throat> you have the cash money billionaires where they right. literally have a billion dollars in liquid assets and it's their money to take it. And then you have what is called the the uh, the present value of future cash flows. That's where mm -hmm. they take the money that you're making every year <clears throat> and they just extrapolate. They make a projection right. based on what you're making right now and what that looks like. And they use financial models and basically they just pour all the numbers in and then it comes out and says, okay, this person's worth over a billion dollars. Right. Uh, and, and so with Ye, that's how his billionaire status came from. I mean, the brother was making real money from Adidas. Oh, yeah. Um, he made he sold one point seven billion dollars worth of shoes, which is an astronomical amount of money. Adidas right. was with Beyonce. I mean, excuse me, not Adidas. I'm sorry. Beyonce was with Adidas. Her shoe sales didn't come near Kanye. I mean, I think they were yeah, they were like, how the hell is he? you know, quadrupling Beyonce. So he right. sold 1.7 billion in shoes. He made 23 times more money than the CEO of Adidas. So mm -hmm. I think for Ye, it seemed like, it's like, wait a minute, this dude's telling me what to do, but he clearly right. didn't have my vision because this company was a failing company before Ye came along. Right. So Adidas didn't even want to end the relationship with him. I think that the, the, the Jewish power forced them do that. I think that they the pressure made them do it. But believe me, I I, I think I think Ye's gonna figure out how to make his money, and I, and I wish him the best on that. But so, but the thing was, when you I have mean, that he's still worth four hundred billion dollars. He's straight. I mean, like he not got. He is not about to be homeless. <laughs> right, right. Well, yeah, I can't see that. But it's like, believe me, it can happen. Uh, there's a billionaire in crypto named Sam Bankman Free. Yeah, that that was worth sixteen yeah. billion dollars last week. He was sixteen billion dollars last week. 
Now he's negative 700 million and maybe might even go to jail. <laughs> so, so it can happen. I don't, so, but I don't think they obliterate it. Yay. Um, right. But I, I do think that there was a lot of wealth loss. And what, what really, what I really wish was there, there was a way that some of that wealth could have gone into the community in a more direct way, uh, you know, building schools. I mean, think about, you know, imagine if you and I, people like you and I had access to, you know, a couple hundred million dollars a year, we can right. literally transform the whole community. We can educate a hundred thousand black kids a year, you know, that, you know, right. and, and, that, and that's one of the things that, that I think uh, concerns me about the structure of America is that, right. and I like your thoughts on this, uh, you know, when you have the entertainers on top and the intellectuals mm-hmm. on the bottom, uh, it really creates a distorted, deformed community. You know, our, that's you know, what they do for our community, not their own. Think right. About right. Yeah. Well, they, they, well, they do that. And the, the, the so to point to your point, though, the question is, when are we going to start doing something different? Like, when are we going to start sort of shifting our mindset and saying, no, that's just not cool? Like I saw D.L. Hughley and Charlemagne analyzing politics. And of course, they went into this whole Democrat, Republican stuff because, you know, they, they're wired in. Right. And mm-hmm. I said, why in the hell is a comedian doing... Well, D.L. Hughley, let's keep it real, because he runs a, a, a platform online. I believe, like Roland and some of the others, actually mm-hmm. received checks from the Democratic Party to promote them. So we got to kind of think about that, too, because, you know, a lot of times in these uh, political races, they spend tons on media. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And Ooh. I do know that a lot of the black shock jocks, um, you know, even Tom Joyner back in the day, I remember, you know, when it was election time, the checks start rolling in to promote, you know, so that's the other piece. Well, you know, you are right. You know, when you talk about yeah. the, the fact that and you think about it, when all that money goes to these politicians, yep. they spend money on advertising, right? And then, and then there's other ways you can get money to people. And I'd be really mm-hmm. curious to know, you know, what, what kind of checks are being written behind the scenes? Because sometimes right. it, it gets to the point of being illogical. It's like, okay, you're not really representing the interests of black people. You're carrying water for a political party and, and using your, your influence in the black community to get, uh, to, to get votes for these politicians who are compensating you on some level. Uh, yep. So that, that's a, I almost feel like that's a type of corruption. What do you think? Of course, they're being like their voice is not their voice. They're being paid to parrot certain narratives. That is how you manipulate and control uh, a country. How how else can you control the masses of the people uh, in that way? You mm. use, I mean, because there's research that backs this up. I feel like we talked about this in person on the panel. Remember when we were talking about how you know there these people have been studying and researching um, in terms of psychological behavior, how best to uh, get a certain response, how do you quell, uh, you know, revolutions, how do you quell uprisings um, in, 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 in the community, because they clearly have hundreds of years of evidence, you know, to study from uh, as well in terms of what the limit is for, for, hum- for humans before there is an organized, you know, sort of response to the level of oppression that is being inflicted. Um, and so I think that what's different now clearly is now social media is added to this pot because it's been around now what I guess the last 10 years or, or more. So yeah, social media clearly is a, also a part uh, part and parcel of being a tool of manipulation, which we saw 
with Cambridge Analytica, if folks, you know, check that out, you know, on Netflix. Like, again, a lot of this stuff is right in your face. They're not technically necessarily really hiding anything. It's there. You just mm. have to be a critical thinker. And that's the other piece is that the media has also uh, pushed group think. You know what I mean? So now they assign, you know, I remember, you know, especially the last couple of years around this, you know, pandemic and everything, there was, you know, an assignment of virtue, right? Like this virtue signaling, you know what I mean? Like all of that is deception and manipulation and dividing people, you know, the whole divide and conquer piece we, that we talk about incessantly. But for some reason, uh, as a people, we have not really uh, put a lot of effort I would say in recent years, especially into forming operational unity, understanding that as a black community, we're not all the same. We don't all think alike, but our ultimate goal should be our liberation for our group of people. And in that way, we should be working together to reach that goal. That's mm. how I feel about it. All right. Well, everybody, um, my name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. You're watching drboycetv.com. I am here with Zakia Sankar Jabbar, the host of Real Talk with ZSJ. And uh, we're, talking, we're talking about Dave Chappelle and uh, everything going on with Dave Chappelle and the boycott uh, of the SNL writers. And um, I want to remind everybody that uh, we believe that economics is a very important part of your uh, liberation individually and collectively. And right. so uh, if you want to learn about wealth or have your kids learn about wealth, we actually have some financial flashcards designed for black children. So you can actually use the flashcards to make sure your kids understand the fundamentals of investing, real estate, stuff like that. Teach them these things, these things early. You must teach them these things early so that when they get older, they won't end up in uh, tough situations. You'll, you'll prepare them That's for right. the future. Feel free to go to financialflashcards.com. The URL is right there on the screen if you'd like to take a look, financialflashcards.com. Okay, so, so Zakia, let me ask you this. So, um, so, okay, so let's see. So Chappelle is going to uh, host SNL, and uh, and they there are a couple writers that are boycotting. The headline is writers are boycotting because they're so upset about his transphobia and stuff like that. Why do you think that Chappelle was selected to host the show? It, I think, again, going back to money, I think that I really think that they kind of feel like, well, this is great because he's talented, he's famous, and he's going to draw a lot of attention to our show. Um, I almost feel like that's exactly why. That's all. Yeah, I, I, I feel like the controversy is actually helping him in this situation, helping the network. What, what do you think? Clearly, I mean, as they say, you know, uh, news is you know. Some basically having the spotlight on you is better than not having the spotlight. Oh, yeah. All publicity is good publicity. There you go. That's what I was looking for, you know. And so clearly, um, I'm thinking of I, I I'm thinking about the brother out of Detroit that created this documentary. That brother that made probably millions in the last couple of weeks. Seriously. Oh, he bruised the Negroes. Yes. You know what I mean? And think about it. When I looked, the movie came out in 2018. <laughs> No, yeah. like it is not recent. <laughs> when I and so I'm just like, what is really going on here? You know, and clearly these people who are targeting Ty Kyrie knew that this was going to create a media cycle and that it was going to make people think, oh wow, let me go see then. This is so horrible. So all these people. So I'm just you know just trying to figure out what's the strategy here. I, I do think that. Unfortunately, uh, I think that this may be a strategy to impose some more dra draconian, right, type of uh, new laws. I don't know. 
uh, mm. control more, basically using this to try to legally control speech. I, mm. I'm really concerned about that. I mean, clearly that's literally the first amendment, like literally in the US constitution. And these people are looking for ways to basically tear up the, the, the US constitution. I've never, I've just never seen the level of censorship that we have now in this present day, which I know you've experienced as well, Dr. Boyce. I've never seen anything like that in the 90s. Think about the controversial figures were oftentimes brought on, especially Phil Donahue. You can go back and see Sister Soldier. You can go back and see Huey P. Newton on there, Dr. Shahara Ali. Like we, it was like, you know, that was, we encourage the debate of different ideas, right? Different discourses. Now it's like, no, we want mm. one discourse and we want uniformity. And if you go outside of these blue, these lines, then you will be canceled. That's yeah, exactly it, what we're doing. It, it's kind of interesting, right? Because I, I used to grow up believing that, that it was the liberals who fought for freedom of speech? That they were the no ones liberals are full out fascists right now. I have right, to say, right, right, but I, mean, I would say twenty yeah, years ago, the perception—at least the perception I always had—was that if you wanted freedom, the liberals would be the ones who provided those freedoms of, of speech and expression. And then, um, and and I, I, I not just today, um, I somebody called a relative called, and I heard uh, overheard her talking on the phone to my wife, and she wow. she's a, she's a big Democrat, and she said something like. She said, uh, she said, um, the, the, the Democrats are controlling the Senate. Democracy has been saved. And, uh, and I'm not saying that, I'm not talking about that. That's number one. But, but, but the thing is though, I think that there are some who perceive the right. uh, perceive censorship as democracy, right? That, that, that is that we're protecting freedom by, by basically forcing people to be quiet. If they say something we don't want to hear. And that almost right. seems like a, like a parent, like a contradiction. I don't it it's the ultimate level of control. What we're moving into, uh, really, we're here is techno fascism. You know, oh. it's a techno neo slavery. Is is, is and it's going to get worse. Um, Doctor Boyce, I don't know if you remember, but I was hosting shows last year about some of these things and transhumanism and like all of these different things. Like even with FTX, if you think about it, you know, a lot of people kind of warned. Uh, that it was a Ponzi scheme from jump. A lot of these people in, 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 in these crypto spaces are really taking advantage of people um, because there's no current laws on the books that really, you know, regulate it. And so yeah. you also don't even see any energy out of the Congress, which has been controlled by the wonderful Democrats. You don't see them coming out with any type of laws to protect free speech on these media platforms. In yeah. fact, and ironically, it's been the people on the right who have been trying to preserve, you know, speech and things like that, because, of course, you know, they have been uh, targeted and deplatformed and things like that. But people haven't been paying attention to the fact that literally the same things are also happening to black people, black thought leaders, black, you know, people in the intelligentsia who are trying to get this information out uh, on these platforms. So. I, you know, I think that, you know, people have to be very careful with all the things, again, like, you know, that family member said, and no disrespect, but parroting basically what they heard on the news, yep. you know, democracy, yep. that's literally what you keep hearing on the news and what you heard on the news over and over again, all the way up into the election. And so, 
Well, well, I tell yeah. you, it, it's the crazy, it's the craziest thing in the world, Zakia. Yeah. And, I, and I, I don't know which direction it's going. I, I want to ask everybody a question. And I'm talking to uh, Zakia Sankar Jabbar, host of Real Talk with ZSJ. We're talking about Dave Chappelle and and SNL, their, their alleged boycott and stuff like that. Uh, if everybody could take a second, hit the thumbs up button, hit the yeah. subscribe button, hit the notification bell. Uh, please do that. Also, because there are people who don't necessarily like free speech, um, I want to. I'm always thinking about ways to protect ourselves. I talk to you guys about self defense, economic self defense, etc. So one That's way right. that we practice self defense here is we have a text number that you can text, so that in case they ever come after me, I can still reach out to y'all. So take a second, write that down. Text the word "boys" to three one nine nine six. Text "boys" to thirty one ninety nine six. So I'll reach out to you all periodically. Uh, when we go live and stuff like that, that way, if they don't send out the notifications, we have a, back, a backup plan and a plan B. And also we can remain connected in the black business school and stuff like that. Where we do powernomics every Wednesday, uh, we do that free of charge. So feel free to join us for powernomics Wednesdays. I'll tell you more about that later. OK, so Zakia, let me. Um, OK, so 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 let me ask you this final question. then. So going forward, um, you know, here's the thing. I'm, OK, so I'm going to ask everybody a question. First of all, then I'm going to ask Zakia a question. How many of y'all have been ever been in Facebook jail? How many uh, how many uh, Facebook felons we got up in here? Is anybody a Facebook? I'm proud of it. You know, I've been I'm like probably a 14 time felon <clears throat> I don't yeah. know, in Facebook jail so long that I, you know, I know how to make a grilled cheese sandwich on the uh, radiator and I, and I could stab you with a spoon. You know, like I've been I'm, I was always in Facebook jail and uh, a lot of people don't know this, but I actually had one a Facebook page. That we built up it has six hundred thousand people on it and this is back in the day when a facebook page really meant something now it don't really have mean nothing because they don't even give you any uh traction you know in terms of right. reach but back then you got it and in fact the page was so powerful that the rapper young and may got discovered on that page a lot of people don't know that but I posted young and may nobody knew who she was i saw her rapping i said wow she's talented but the music is very toxic because i didn't like i don't i really it breaks my heart when i see young people rapping about murder and death and all the other things that are getting um, rappers killed. I, you know, I wish that talent could be applied in another direction, but I loved it. I thought it was good. I like good music. I just said, I don't want to, I don't want to rap about black people dying. Right. right. So I just kind of right. mentioned something about it. And, and, and the video was super viral because she, he, sir, him, whatever her pronouns are. I, it's very, cause I heard she's pregnant, which is just kind of blowing my mind. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, there's like videos of uh, there's pictures of young and May pregnant, like standing, look like a dude smoking a cigarette, but or not a cigarette, but you know, because you ain't supposed to smoke, be pregnant. Yeah. But literally with a big stunt, I don't know if that's real or not. I have no idea. I'm not here to judge. I wish young and May the best. But um, anyway, on this page, um, I think I quoted Malcolm X. I put up a Malcolm X quote. Next thing you know, the page just went silent. Like it, they were, it, it got zero reach. Um, I was posting yeah. up and nobody was yeah, seeing. And then, yeah, <clears throat> and then they they said your page has been. Uh, uh, I, I, I think they, they, I think they said suspended, but they didn't actually delete. It. So it was suspended for two years, and then eventually they erased it. And that really was a hit to our yeah. business because that was a page where we really, you know, we were hiring people and getting things done, you know, on the platform. Yeah. Which page so, was that again? Because I think I followed. I'm sure I followed it. Which page it, was it? <laughs> it was called a uh, Boyce. It was just Boyce Watkins page. I, I think Sandra Bland, you know, used to come in there and comment a lot. RIP to Sandra Bland, and just oh, it was just a lot, you know, a lot of fun. So, so it's almost like with Facebook jail and, and the way social media um, was. I, I almost have to admit, though, I almost wonder if things are getting a little bit better. Like now, you can talk about the pandemic and you know without worrying about getting banned for saying things that eventually turned out to be true. Um, right, know, the conspiracy theories are up right now. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. I almost feel like things might be lightening up just a little bit. What What do you think? Uh, it's, 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 I think it's interesting. I don't know if you saw, but Facebook laid off 11,000 people. Uh, so maybe they just don't have the staff that they had hired up to super monitor and things. So I, I don't know. Um, but uh, I, I have noticed that I haven't been in uh, Facebook jail recently, but I also have just been so turned off by Facebook that I don't interact on there nearly as much as I have in the past. I'm on there, but in the past I was you know, because I've had posts to go viral and things like that. And I've been maxed out on my personal friends thing for a couple of years now. So, you know, um, I, I like I said, I, I don't spend as much time as I used to on there because, of course, you know, there's other platforms. And also because I actually have a life outside of social media, you know. Yeah. So well, well, no, that's that's good, right? So, what what do you think about Elon Musk uh, owning Twitter? Like, do you think that that's a good, good or bad development? It, it seems uh, like it's kind of a kind of a circus right now. So yeah, it does seem like a circus. I I don't share the same views as probably a lot of people, you know, about uh, Elon Musk. I'm really kind of agnostic towards him. I mean, you know. Of course, he uh, is what they call an Afrikaner or whatever. He's from South Africa. His father and family, of course, was very much involved in apartheid. And so, you know, that's his lineage or heritage. So, I mean, whether it's good or bad, I see liberals have, you know, of course, been making a big deal about it and announcing that they're leaving the platform and all of these different things. And I'm just like, I don't know. It's to me, it's like it's funny because I'm like, okay, why do people embrace this, this or that in this group think so much? Like, what what does it do for them personally? You know what I mean? Like, is it really that serious? <laughs> mm. Well, you know, it is. Um, I I, w I wish we didn't have as much tribalism, you know. And I'm encouraging, right. I'm encouraging intelligent black people to try to minimize that as much as possible i mean it's okay of for course. you to have adversaries. it's okay to have adversaries or to distance yourself from people but don't distance yourself from everybody because then you, you end up alone and all by yourself you end up alone you know? yeah. yeah 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 so i so i kind of have people where um where i, I really don't want to be in that space but then i have some people where it's like yeah i can look past some differences right. that we might have like uh, right. you know like I, like I don't really care if you're gay or straight as long as you be one i don't care if you you know, yeah. if you're whether you're feminist, a feminist or not, you know that's yeah. that's fine. Whatever, um, you know, whatever you believe, Democrat, Republican, I, I'm not gonna let that divide me from another black person. Me, uh, yeah. right, right. So I think that uh, maybe the rule is, uh, at least the rule I apply is, um, you know, I kind of pick the one or two things that really matter to me, and I, right. I like I like being black. That matters to me. So if you're anti-black, I have a hard time hanging out with you. And then also, I like the idea of wanting to be smarter. You know, you don't have to be super intelligent, highly educated and all that stuff. It ain't got nothing to do with education. There's a lot of educated fools out here. It's really like, do you just want our community to be smarter? Like, do you want our kids to be healthier? Do you want our families to stay together or continue to break up? Do you want us like, you know, healthy? Or do you want us like, you know, high on drugs and drinking and killing each other and, you know, and all that? I don't, right. I don't that part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's so many things out here, Zakia, that are killing black people. You know, I mean, the food we eat, all that fast food they promote to us, Got oh, the man. damn diabetes dialysis clinics filled up, you know. Yeah, like, 
use contributed to obesity. You know what I mean? When you think about it, it's not just the fact that people are eating certain foods because let's be real. You know, I grew up in, in the rural South and ate soul food just about every day, but it was actually real food back then. Mm. It did not, the, the chickens weren't pumped up with all these different hormones to make them grow bigger and faster. When we consume those hormones, it also makes us grow bigger. <laughs> you know what I mean? So people have to think about, you know, food science. But the other thing that I wanted to see if, uh, wanted to ask you, did you see that, uh, I guess the Nets announced that Kyrie has until next week to, fulfill all of those six demands did you see that yeah he ain't gonna do it i hope not i hope yeah, he that, stands that, you know they they did you know that that trend they have called quiet quitting and quiet firing yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they just, they're quietly firing them they're like we don't even yeah. like the guy anyway we've been mad at him since the pandemic this yeah. is our chance to push him and, out. And, oh that's the other thing too because right before because i went back through his twitter feed like before he posted the hebrews to negroes link he posted um, the New York Supreme Court's decision, as you know, about those force uh, mandates. And like literally all those employers that fire people have to go back and pay them. He's one of them. Ooh. Remember that? He's one yeah, of them. I'm, I'm they excited. owe him millions. Wow. So that is what this is really about. And I have not heard anybody else in the media that's talking about this Kyrie situation point that out. Cause it's it's posted on his page. And he was and he actually commented and was like, you know, see when you stand for what you believe in and all that. So yeah, they they they're they're trying to neutralize him basically because um, he's an impediment clearly because he has a huge following and he was a man. He stood up and said, these are my reasons. And so did of course a lot of grassroots folks uh, the same way stood up. And so you know uh, they probably feel like he contributed to the fact that there was a lot of people that stood up and said no. So well, yeah, the Nets owe him millions and he'll get it. Well, God bless him. I mean, I think that Kyrie is, you know, I mean, th- th- this is what's gonna happen, you know, and this is the thing. I don't want people to spend too much time being offended because most people are gonna react negatively if you undermine their economic interests, you know, mm-hmm. or you undermine their power. You know, th- those are two yeah. things that matter, M- money and power. He, uh, right. even, even that song, yeah. uh, remember that song, "Money, Power, Respect." It's the key to life, right? So, uh, so if you undermine people's money, power, and respect, they're gonna fight you for that, right? So, you know, to me, to me, the the cue for these guys to pick up is that it's time for you to have your own sports league, anyway. You know, um, yeah. you, you are literally the number one most dominant contributors to um, to uh, basketball and football in this country in the That's NBA, right. NFL. None of that stuff. NCAA. We got to figure out how uh, Black Americans got like just completely washed out of baseball. You know, that's the highest paid sport in terms of yeah. contact. Yeah, all of that. You know, and the thing you is, that we we have the the thing is we have the ability to build off of that. You know, because we got the talent. You know, we have the raw product. We got the young people that that have all the skill in the world. Um, right. and the question is, can you manufacture your own product? Can you right. take, a, take a little black boy who's going to be the next LeBron James, bring him up right. to a system that's owned and controlled by you, prepare that's him right. to be part of a sports league that's owned by you, where yep. an economy is built around his talent, as opposed yep. to simply shipping him away to the suburbs or to the other side of town when it's time for him to play in the elite basketball tournaments and all that. Because it all starts in high school. They start grabbing the Kyrie right. Irving or whatever. You know when they're in the ninth grade for these mm-hmm. McDonald's All American camps and AAU and, and Nike yep. camps and all that, 
And then next yep. thing you know, that kid has no connection to the community anymore. So right. ultimately, I think that uh, we need uh, the the entertainers and the wealthy Negroes to get together with the smart black folks who know how to build something. Uh, you got intelligent black people that are building amazing institutions and amazing businesses with on a shoestring budget, operating with yeah. a damn budget of you know fifty thousand a year, and your yeah. dumb ass is blowing fifty thousand a night at the nightclub. We need to stop all of that. We need to call that out. Like like chill yeah. out, man. Like like take some of that bread. Like go it, be a fool with your money if you want to, but take mm-hmm. about twenty percent of that and say I want to put that into black people that are building institutions I can respect. I'm going to find that black school like King Randall School down in Georgia where they're educating black boys to, to Please support that black school, yes. Right, to have real skill and all that. You know, let's let's write him a check. You know, like, okay, you, you spent $10 million this year. I Then I will say this. I, I Kanye and I talked about that. He brought up King Randall School and I said, yeah, I wrote a check to that school. Now I need you to write a check too because you can write bigger checks. Yeah, too. I, did too. Yeah, yeah, I hope right. you yeah, yeah, I'm like, like, I'm like, wait a minute. You know, if, if you're talking about, if you look at some of the wealthiest rappers and athletes, and the way they will spend a hundred thousand, a million dollars on just something stupid, like two million dollars on their daughter's birthday party or something, and I'm like, why can't you write a two million dollar check to an all black school? Right, because right. we can some have dedicated our people own institutions. We yes. need our own institutions. Black people need our own schools. We need our own healthcare institutions, hospitals. Like we we can do this, but we have to change this. Like we have to change the way we think, change our appetite for certain things. We absolutely have to regain control of our image and likeness and our talents. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We have to. And right I think on. that there has there there that's not gonna happen until there's literally a revolution of the mind, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of how we view ourselves. Because if you think about it, you know there's some internal issues that we have as a community with the fact that, you know, we, we have access to this money uh, for, for, you know, for folks, you know, who are working and have access to middle-class and upper incomes, like where is the will, right. To collaborate. You know, that's why Mm -hmm. I love Dr. Mayat's idea in terms of even the, uh, the, the black media space with the new black media, like, we need a, our own think tanks. Like, where is a sort of conglomerate where you can just go and find all of us, mm. right? Like, well, that's what we should be creating for ourselves, seriously. Well, I feel like the All Black National Convention was kind of like that. You know, we of had course. a lot of we had a lot of PhDs and lawyers and MDs absolutely. And I did an entire video encouraging people to come next year because, and I and I'm getting a chance to share this with you, you know, personally for the first time, but. That was one of the most authentically black, uh, you know, conventions that I literally have ever been to, you know, and I've been to a lot of conferences, conventions and everything. Um, But this was very unapologetically black. I love the fact that the the spectrum of the uh, ideologies, you had a sister up there who was an expert in Biden. I'm going to tell you, my husband loved her, by the way, loved that one. Uh, the body language expert who has a contract with the FBI all the way oh, to Linda the, Clemens. Yeah, all the way to the brothers from the NOI, which was amazing. So like what you've been able to do with this all black national convention um, is something uh, really to be applauded. And I do think that uh, it could clearly eventually uh, become our hub as black people and, and could evolve into a think tank of sorts. 
I love that. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. And um, if we were trying to decide if we really wanted it to just grow or if we wanted to keep the size the same, I like I like the size that it is. That's why we limited uh, participation to 500 seats. And we'll and we'll probably sell them all six months before the convention happens. And I'm OK right. because I, I really want to maintain. I, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to be mainstream and fit in with everybody. Sure. I want to the quality of the interactions. I like the fact that right. it feels like a family reunion. Um, right. even, even when I'm taking pictures and signing books, I the, the lines already got 150 people in it. I, I don't know if I could deal with three, four, five hundred people. Right. Tired is really exhausting and everything. And I kind of feel like I like that the size that it is, you know. And and yeah. I, I agree with you. I think that a, that think tanks can come out of that. Um, yes. So you know, anybody who wants to take a look and, and just see what it's all about, feel free to go to the uh, website right there below, uh, allblacknationalconvention.com. And we will be in Atlanta next year, um, around October. So uh, that that's what it is. And so, uh, so what I want to do is I want to say thank you so much uh, to my special guest. I hope you'll give a digital round of applause to uh, Zakia Sankara Jabbar, who is the host of Real Talk with ZFJ. Uh, everybody, make sure you follow her channel. Uh, give me a yes in the chat if you plan to follow uh, Zakia at Real Talk with ZSJ. Yeah, make, make sure y'all subscribe. Yes, make sure you subscribe. Uh, we got to support the new black media and everything else. And also, just a, a reminder: uh, we uh, Zakia talked about changing mindset, and That's one of the right. mindsets that I believe in is it comes from this book called Poweronomics. Uh, yes. And uh, we're going to read other books. We're going to read The Blueprint for Black Power by Amos Wilson and stuff like that. Ooh. Yes, oh, right now, man, that's it right there. Yeah, and right now we're working through Poweronomics, and yes. uh, the training on Poweronomics is free to the community. So if you'd like to join us Wednesday nights. I am reading this book word for word. We've been going through this, these books for two years now. Every single Wednesday, you can go to blackkeystogreatness.com and uh, and you can join us. And that is something we offer in the Black Business School that is free to the whole black community. Bring your mama, bring your cousin, bring your, bring your baby daddy, bring everybody. The URL is right there on the screen, blackkeystogreatness.com. So feel free to join us. So thank you very much, Zakia. It was great to see you. Oh, man, it's always good to partner with you, good brother. Uh, much love to you and your queen. Oh, and I had a chance to actually give her a hug uh, when I saw her in person. I was like, you know, I'm, I'm part of the group uh, chat on Facebook. I said, I just wanted to introduce you, to, uh, uh, introduce myself to you. And my husband was with me. So it was really good. You have a beautiful, beautiful family. Um, Thank you. Dr. Boyce. And, um, you know, my husband and I are very much supportive of you all and, you know, want to continue to find ways that we can work together and continue to move our move our people forward so i guess i will see you in atlanta <laughs> yes ma'am i cannot wait yes and uh and uh and, and I, I i enjoyed that too it's kind of funny when you meet people from online and, and you see yep. the people and it's like oh you are you're a three you are a real person right <laughs> <laughs> all right everybody well have a good night, good night everybody thanks Hope for your way out god bless you, we'll see you soon. take care now bye-bye Here we are, clan the isms, cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now, family, we the ones who gotta delegate. Get that money and the power, never be fake. Stick to co-sign for three. What did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own. Educate the same and buy back your home. Got three degrees, triple ten. Three PhDs, now we on the CNN. DBTV, let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is bliss, but we can turn it to intelligence. Please, none of what you hear, half of what you see. Let's break it down here on Dr. Boyce TV. Here we are.